Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Are the trade winds blowing from west into Nashville? That is the big question for the Tennessee Titans as uh, as the NFL draft draws ever nearer. Reports of a, a big move, at least one that General Manager Rand Carthen is pursuing, if not uh, if not exactly finalizing at this point. Um, it, it would be one that uh, that would would answer some questions, some questions that we had last week in this spot and uh and we will we will look into that the uh we will we also need to let you know that uh one one thing that is coming clearer all the time is the uh the issue of the Tennessee Titans new stadium the uh the Metropolitan Sports Authority signed off this week and and gave its final approval Metro Council met well into the night Tuesday, delayed uh, delayed any action there. We'll have a, another meeting about it, a special meeting in the coming days, and then it'll take one more reading and vote after that by the end of the month. And, uh, and that deal should be done, barring any uh, unexpected circumstances. So the, uh, the future is uh, future of the, of the stadium almost uh almost a done deal the future of the quarterback position a lot of possibilities right now and that will be the focus of this episode of the believe in titans podcast with uh with former titans cornerback denard walker denard good day sir good day david uh john how you guys doing this evening i am doing great john being of course john glennon john how are you I'm well. Hope you guys are too. Doing wonderful, and uh, I am David Beauclair. And I need to remind you that the uh, the Believe in Titans podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting from pro and college basketball. Though college basketball is done at this point, uh, to the UFC, MMA, and more, you'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. And uh, and we start as we mentioned, looking at the draft. There are uh, there are numerous reports that uh, that the Titans are seriously seriously in discussions with the with the Arizona Cardinals about the number three overall pick in the uh, in the draft, which would require a a big move up from number eleven, and uh, and could involve potentially quarterbacks changing teams or the Titans getting up to draft a quarterback. Uh, 
um, a lot of possibilities here. So, uh, so John, let's start with you. Um, are the Titans are the Titans that interested in one of these young quarterbacks that they need to get up to number three? You think? Yeah, that, that's kind of the key question. And you know what what intrigues me is is are the Titans is the is the thought in in potentially moving up to number three is that something they would do before the draft? And, and if they did. You know, that tells me that they are very interested in either one or both of Anthony Richardson and or uh, Will Levis, because certainly the heavy speculation is that Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are going to go one and two. On the other hand, if the Titans hold on and don't make this potential trade until the day of the draft, when the picks start getting made, uh, you know, and and if they find out after those first two picks that, hey, one of those two quarterbacks, one of the t- top two quarterbacks is still available, maybe that's when they make a trade uh, and, you know, something that, that that a foundation might already have been laid at that point. Say, hey, look, Arizona Cardinals, here's a deal. If, if, if Stroud or Young is still available, we want to move up to number three and, and maybe get an idea of, of, of what might be required to do so. Um, but yeah, so that, that to me is the, is the key question is, is whether this, you know, the potential move up to number three, would you do it even if the top two guys, uh, are gone? Uh, and then I think at that point, and and I'm sure we can continue to debate this here, is it a case whether you like Anthony Richardson or whether you like Will Levis more at that spot, because you have to assume if they're moving up to number three and the top two guys are gone, it's for a quarterback. Denard, when when you see these reports that that the Titans want to get to number three, does does that automatically tell you that they're they're looking at a quarterback, or or could they be eyeing somebody else at that spot? Well, you know what, only you're gonna you're gonna do that for a quarterback. But this is a general manager, along with uh, his time with John Lynch when he's at San Francisco, where they with 2021 they were 12th and they moved up to three. And they end up getting Trey Lance. So it wouldn't surprise me if they say, listen, you know, we got four studs. We know that C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson. Somebody's going to be at, be there at number three. So I would do it before. If you know what you want, and if you're sold on Will Levis being there or Bryce Young, because I'm anticipating one of those two being there at that three spot, then, yeah, go ahead and do it. Go ahead, because you look at, David, just take a look. You got a 34-year-old quarterback next year. He's in the final year of his contract. So wouldn't it make sense to go ahead? You're not sold on Malik Willis as the future. So go ahead and make this move. And, and, and like they always say, the future starts with the draft. Go ahead and start your future uh, by just draft. Go ahead and uh, trade up and uh, make the pick. Do the, you know, make that move. But but let's say this, that you know, some of the reporting includes the idea that any deal would include a swap of uh, of young quarterbacks with Trey Lance coming to the Titans and Malik Willis going to uh going to the 49ers you know Trey Lance obviously was was drafted when uh when Rand Carthen was part of the 49ers front office um he 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 obviously is not going into the offseason as the number one quarterback for the uh for the 49ers uh you know their executives are, are on the record as saying that Brock Purdy is you know earned the right last year to do that you, you know 
we we've talked at length about what what uh, Malik Willis went through in Tennessee. I mean, it, it's 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 a small body of work. It's a it's a relatively short time for both of these guys, but but an argument can be made that uh, that, that both those guys could benefit from a fresh start, and certainly uh, certainly you, you would think a, a Trey Lance would would benefit from going to a team where the general manager knows him, has a relationship with him, is is clearly a fan of him because he was uh he was involved in drafting him. So I'll go back to you, John. If uh if if the if Trey Lance ends up in Tennessee as part of that deal, what what do you think the Titans are thinking then? Is it is it simply to get in front of the Indianapolis Colts who are at number four and 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 create a chance to to stick it to a division rival by then maybe trading out of number three to to uh you know to let somebody else jump the Colts could that be it um you know I guess it's always possible um but you know I'm I'm not sure I've certainly you know like you said that there is that that rumor certainly has circulated a little bit too about uh you know Trey Lance coming here because of of course uh, the familiarity with Rand Carthen but and my question is this, as, as much as the 49ers liked Brock Purdy um, and, and as great a season he had as a, as a rookie, he was also hurt, you know, obviously in the in the playoff game and, and required surgery, I believe, on the elbow, if I'm recalling correctly. And, you know, the reports on when he is going to be back uh, from that surgery have, have differed as well. And some of the reports say, you know, he could miss, you know, almost the entire offseason at that so if you're the 49ers, are you really willing to part with Trey Lance when Brock Purdy, you know, may miss an entire offseason when Brock Purdy has only played, you know, half of one year? Um, you know, and I know the 49ers signed Sam Darnold uh, as well. So you factor that in there, too. But uh, I'm not sure I, I, I see that uh, happening uh, from San Francisco at that point with the uh, with the Brock Purdy injury situation. So. I think it's it's more of a um, you know a question of of whether the Titans are, are just going to move up and, and grab their guy who they want uh, you know if they if indeed uh, they they love either Levis or Richardson enough to move up to number three, assuming that both the the top guys are gone at number two. Um, and and when I look at that, uh, you know I I see to me just some of the the initial characteristics I see. You know, Anthony Richardson, unbelievable, you know, specimen, cannon arm, incredible uh, running, you know, a little, maybe a little less polished and a little bit more of a, of a work in progress, um, but with with an incredibly high ceiling, I think, as well. And then you look at, at Levis, and you, and there's some inconsistencies there, too. You know, he had the uh, the really good year, you know, by all accounts in 2021, Things slumped a little bit in 2022. You know, he had an injury situation. You know, the personnel around him wasn't as good. Uh, his coordinator left, his offensive coordinator. So I'm, I, I, I think still, all that said, I think Levis gives you a better chance. You know, there's a there's a higher floor, maybe less of a ceiling with well, Will Levis. Uh, you know, is, is kind of the way I read it. And if you really, if you want to take more of a chance. Uh, Anthony Richardson, you know, maybe the next Cam Newton. And, uh, you know, that, that's got to have some general managers, input, including potentially Rand Carthen, salivating just a little bit. Richardson, with, with only one year 
as a starter, 54% completion percentage. There's a, there's some concern there. It, you know, Denard, if you get to number three, how big a risk can you take at that spot? I, I mean, I, by all accounts, neither Will Levis nor Anthony Richardson are, are a slam dunk in the NFL. Is is In your mind, is that too big a risk to take there, either one of them? Well, you can ask uh... – New York, when they took Sam Darnold out of USC, was at number three or four spot. <laughs> It'll set your franchise back years. Not to mention, let's see, Cleveland took Baker Mayfield. It was in 2018, the number one draft, the number one draft pick in 2018. Correct. Now, that's a team right now. They're on their third quarterback. You got Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield. Now is the quarterback at Tampa Bay. And they struggled last year uh, in Cleveland. So, listen, David, if you – if you miss, if you miss uh, getting the right guy and making sure that guy is your guy, not just for now but the future, and if you mess that pick up, guess what? It'll set your organization back for years. And are you sold on Anthony Richardson? Let's just say Levis and Richardson are there. Which one are you sold on? Which one do you think can come in right away and contribute to this team? Which one do you think right now can come up and possibly win that backup position? Are you sold that this is the future of your team? And I'm going to tell you something. There are some good quarterbacks that we haven't talked about. I mean, there is a cat that is a monster down at the University of Tennessee. We talked about last week, Hendon Hooker, six foot three. I mean, look at the arm. Look at Tennessee season last year. A lot of that was predicated on his play. What about Dorian Thompson Robertson out of UCLA? We haven't talked nothing about these guys. And these usually are the ones that end up having a great career. So if you're Tennessee, it is a risk. But is it a risk that you are willing to take? It's a uh, uh, it it's it's a great question. And, uh, it, you know, that that's why that's why I go back to does if you get to number three, does it have to be? a quarterback there, you, you know, with, with quarterbacks almost certainly going one, two, and four, are you getting your, your pick of the litter otherwise there and, and, uh, and beefing up your defensive line further or, or getting, getting the number one offensive lineman, whoever you think that is, or, uh, or, or getting a, you know, getting a, a true shutdown cornerback. If you think, uh, if you think that's a possibility, say, I'll say this though, I was looking at, uh, this is interesting to me. I was looking at one of these, uh, you know, draft value, draft pick value charts in terms of how you would uh, how you would make one of these moves and what what it's worth to get from eleven to three. There's a difference in the in the chart I was looking at of nine hundred fifty points outside of the Titans' number one pick. You know, they only have 767.8 points left in rounds two through seven. So, uh, you know, you're, uh, you're, you're, you don't have enough draft capital in this whole draft just to make that move by itself. So, so something else has to be included, whether it's, uh, whether it's future draft picks, whether it's, uh, whether it's player, you know, you, you go back to John, you, you mentioned Brock Purdy's coming off Tommy John surgery and, and will he be available for the start of training camp or not? Does, does that mean, you know, does, does Malik Willis automatically have to go to the 49ers 
whether whether Trey Lance comes back or not or or something like that uh you know cuz the 49ers made a similar deal to get Trey Lance and and they had to they they had to give up uh they had to give up a, a fair amount to get there so uh so so what do you think if, if what do you think the Titans have to give up to make this move if that's what they're going to do well, you know, uh, um, Denard referenced this earlier, you know, when Rand Carthen was in San Francisco and I, he was not the general manager, but, but again, you know, they, the 49ers moved up in 2021. They moved from 12 to three to, to pick up Trey Lance and what they gave up that year, you know, a very similar move 12 to three versus what the Titans move would be here. 11 to three. They gave up, not only did they flip those spots, but they gave up two future first round picks and a third round pick. Uh, all to go up and and make Trey Lance that pick. That's some pretty steep, pretty steep uh, uh, value to give up without question. So to me, the only reason uh, in my mind that you you give up that kind of value is if you're getting a quarterback, if you've fallen in love with a quarterback, uh, a guy you think is your franchise guy for the future. Because I don't necessarily see, you know, any of the other talents, you know, be it be it a, an incredible you know, a left tackle, be it an incredible wide receiver. I don't, I don't see any of those guys head and shoulder uh, above the crowd so much that they would merit, that they would be worth giving up, you know, potentially two first round picks and more uh, in, in order to move that in order to, in order to give up all that, it has to be a franchise quarterback in, in my opinion. And I'll, let's say this, the, the Titans in their, uh, in, in the Titans history and, and going back to just before, we'll, we'll include here a player who, who has played in the Titans era. There, there's not a lot of history of this franchise moving up in the first round to get somebody, but it, it is a good history. In 1993, they went up from uh, 19 to 13 to draft Brad Hopkins. In 1996, they went up from 17 to 14 after having dropped back to get a guy by the name of Eddie George. That one worked out pretty well, too. In 2016, of course, John Robinson's first year, he traded from one back to 15 and then jumped back up to eight to draft Jack Conklin, which worked out well. And uh, in 2018, he moved up three spots from 25 to 22 to draft Rashawn Evans, who, you know, you can you can debate whether he lived up to expectations but if he fell short he certainly he certainly didn't fall woefully short he was a guy who was a who was a contributor had some really good moments for this team over uh over his four seasons there so uh um you know Denard we'll, we'll go back to you I I want to I want to get your opinions of Trey Lance you know this this is a guy who uh who played at North Dakota State, only only played one full season there, had one game his second season, which would be 2020 before uh before they shut the program down there. But but one thing to note is in his one full season as a starter, 28 touchdown passes, no interceptions. Um do you remember talking about this guy, looking at this guy coming out in 2021 and uh and and how how is he a prospect? What, what do you think his prospects are as compared to, say, Malik Willis at this point? Well, you know, Trey Lance is a he's a stud. You know, let's not forget. But let me just kind of reference when you was talking about when Tennessee's had a, a really good history in trading up 
for players like Brad Hopkins. Not one of these players are quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. So, yes. so something happens, you might you might end up keeping your job. But if not, especially at the quarterback position, you will lose it, and it can set you back. But you know, Trey Lance is a dynamic player. I don't think this team. Uh, of course, I hated to see him uh, get hurt uh, last year with that ankle injury. And uh, if I'm San Francisco, I'm thank- I'm thankful that Jimmy Garoppolo uh, has very thin skin. Uh, the fact that he would be able to uh, sit there and just relinquish his or give up his quarterback position in favor of your, your 2021 first round draft pick. But you, let me let me just go back, David. Trey Lance had a very successful uh, campaign down at North Dakota State. But you know who was blocking for him on a lot of those long runs that uh, he made down in North Dakota State? Dylan Radins. Radins, there you go. <laughs> Dylan Radins. Yeah. So if I'm Trey Lance right now, I don't have a Dylan Radins. And you know what? If I'm coming to Tennessee, if they can make that trade and reunite those two, man, it can spark something very special because Trey Lance – uh, he has the ability to be a great player. He has all of the physical attributes. He can make all of the throws. If not, then he wouldn't have been a high draft pick in 2021. They wouldn't have made that move in San Francisco. He is an elite player. But, again, he was injured last year, and that's the key. Uh, and are you are you sold on that trade? Would you trade up to bring a player that's coming off a serious ankle injury? Bingo. That, that, that's what, yeah, I, I, I agree with you right there, Denard, because – there, we, we have certainly seen in this offseason, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Mike Vrabel's comments, remember at the end of, of last season, making such an emphasis on, you know, not bringing in guys with injury history and so forth. Um, and, you know, I, I know Trey Lance has only been in the league for a couple of years, but it's been more than one injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there have been a few nagging things that have, that have kept him off the field from time to time. Uh, and, and is that really the guy – that Mike Vrabel, who would, you know, almost certainly play at least a part in some uh, of these trade talks and decisions and so forth. Is that really the guy that, that Mike Vrabel uh, is going to want as his potential, you know, future franchise guy, given given his track record and what he said at injury about injury and all the problems the injuries have uh, given the Titans the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, he's he's injured a finger in his uh, in his first preseason uh with san francisco he's had a sprained knee he, he's had and then he's had the the broken ankle it, it, you know we we saw at least, i guess if nothing else he he and ryan Tannehill could commiserate about their uh their ankle injuries oh, but uh, come on <laughs> I, I mean but would William Tannehill mentor him through the injury process <laughs> <laughs> great question it's uh uh, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's a great, that, that's a great point. I mean, do you want, uh, do you want two quarterbacks coming, uh, coming out of the training room, especially, uh, especially one who missed as much time as, uh, as Lance did last year? It, you, you make an interesting point, though, about reuniting, uh, Lance and, and Raiden's, uh, Denard, cause you, you wonder if that would happen. Like, I, I've never spoken to Trey Lance. I've never seen him around teammates or anything. I have no idea. Uh, but my sense is, you know, he's probably one of those guys who's, uh, who's a good leader and, and that sort of thing. And, and would, would his presence 
give a little shot of confidence to to Dylan Radens too, and help him and 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 relax Radens a little bit. I, you know, I don't know if, if those sorts of things mean anything, but uh, but you know, I, I would I would think for uh, yeah, as big a as big a change as it is going from North Dakota State in in the FCS to the NFL you know, a, a little familiar face and somebody you can talk about, Hey, you know, I know how good you are. I've seen you do this, that, the other thing, you know, that, that, that's probably worth a, a little something. If, uh, I mean, that's not why you're going to make the trade, but it, it might be a nice little side benefit if it, uh, if it can happen. I, I mentioned and maybe the, they can bring in Kristen Watson too, to make everybody feel a little bit more yeah, comfortable. I'm trying to think who it was. I know that one of the offensive linemen they added late in the year um, right. was, was a, was a teammate and they, and they had the outside linebacker early in the year who ended up uh, with the chargers playing the special teams guy there. He was, uh, you know, they, they did run a couple North Dakota state guys through Tennessee did last season. And uh, if, if either one of those guys could have helped it, it, it certainly didn't for Raidens, but uh, he's that he's always, he's always interesting right now. And I'm sure we will talk about him more as we get into workouts in here, which will be starting uh, in within the next couple of weeks, but uh, mentioned the, uh, the value of the Titans draft picks. They have, uh, they have six picks overall. And, uh, We'll start with you, John. I guess uh, if if you were to sort of rank them in terms of priorities, how would you distribute those picks in terms of positions? Yeah, well, I guess hypothetically, we'll, we'll I'll do this. You know, saying that they don't make that trade and that they don't yes. go for the for the quarterback. So if they stay where they are at at eleven, and one of those quarterbacks isn't available. Um, you know, I, to me, I, I can't get past number one priority still being uh left tackle. And I know they signed Andre Dillard and I know that they're going to give him a shot, certainly a playing left tackle. And there's a lot of potential and a lot of upside, but it, it's not proven yet. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I think you can't go wrong, you know, with a couple of these big studs, whether that's, you know, Paris Johnson or Broderick Jones, uh, a couple of a couple of those guys, Peter Skaronsky. Um, you know, I, 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 that to me, you can have some great receivers. You might have a great quarterback, but if the offensive line stinks, you're, you're still not going to get very much production. So that's my number one priority. Number two, I, I, I think has to be wide receiver. Uh, you know, the cupboard is, is very bare in terms of big play guys outside of Traylon Burks. And we know that his, his, you know, rookie season was showed flash, but, but couldn't stay on the field. Um, you know, enough either and had the conditioning issues too. Uh, so that has to be a huge priority, you know, maybe one, maybe two wide receivers. Tight end, you know, Chig looks like he's going to be a really good one. You got a blocker now and, and Trevor Wesco or Trevin Wesco. Uh, but I still think you need kind of a combo guy uh, there at, at tight end. Uh, fourth, I go, you know, I, I maybe left guard. Uh, if, if that position isn't uh, isn't filled by Dillard, if, if you don't get a left tackle and move Dillard inside the left guard, um, and, and assuming, you know, Aaron Brewer's a center, assuming Brunskill is on the right side, and, and we know Dylan Raidens has still got a ways to go to come back from the ACL, I, I still think left guard, I still think you got to get somebody to fill that spot. Safety, 
you know, we, we assume Byron and Hooker are the starting tandem, but depth at safety, um, you know, right now the, the, the two biggest backups at safety, unless you convert a corner, are Josh Thompson and Mike Brown, who I, I'm not sure I could tell you too much about, aside that they played a lot of special teams early in their career. And, you know, maybe finally, well, maybe it's a uh, maybe it's a corner still. I, I know you signed Murphy Bunting, but you can't get enough corners, given the question marks injury-wise with these guys. Or maybe it's a it's a D-line guy. Uh, you know, if you think Key is going to be more on the edge, maybe another another body in there. You lost to Marcus Walker. Uh, you know, maybe somebody to fill in there. Denard, same question for you. As as you look at it, at least positionally speaking, what what do you think is the uh, is the ideal use of of these picks for the Titans in this draft right now? David, I was thinking about this. You can go out and you can get Bryce Young, you can get Will Levis, but if you don't have no one to throw it to, then what's what are you going to do? And when you look at the perimeter game, I mean, let's just take a look. Traylon Burks is going into his second year. Kyle Phillips in his second year, Nick Westbrook, Akine, that's your veteran wide receiver going into his fifth year. He's 26 years old. He's been your most consistent receiver over the last few years. And then you're talking about Racy McMath. He's had, he's had some injuries, and that's kind of kind of why he's been in and out of the lineup. So if I'm at that pick 11, you haven't made a big splash in free agency as far as bringing someone in. There's no Odell Beckham, and then, you know, there's no – Shark, there's no one. So why not, if you're at the 11 spot, address that by getting a big receiver like Quentin Johnson, six foot four out of TCU. I'm anticipating him being there at that 11 spot. You're talking about the second round. Again, I'm not, you know, with your offensive line, you sign the big man Dillard uh, from Philly. Uh, you address some of the needs, but again, you need depth in this uh, in this league because we saw last year with the line was decimated by injuries. So what if Skowanski there is a second round? I don't know. But again, you have to address uh, the tackle position on both sides. And then at the third pick, um, again, at, at that 72 pick, 72, 72 pick in the third round, you got to get a defensive back. We don't know the situation with KB, the marshal. I wonder what they're going to do as far as letting him walk and, uh, or trade. If, and I hate to see him leave Nashville, so you're going to have to address that if that happens. But what about a cornerback? you got two young quarterback, Christian Fulton. He's been injured uh, the last few years. He hasn't been consistent on the field. Uh, when he's in there, he's consistent. But, again, you just don't know when he's going to be in the lineup. you got to address that need. Caleb Farley has struggled. Uh, so, again, what about a corner in the third round? And then if you got that fifth round pick at 147, a guard or a tackle. You, you need some offensive linemen. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I've I've gone back and forth on on number eleven, whether you take a wide receiver or a tackle there. Um and you know, Quentin Johnson, I, I agree with you. I mean, like he's a guy who just screams Titans wide receiver with his size, his physicality, his ability to to run after the catch, you, you know, those sorts of things. But I have seen I have seen some wildly different draft reports on him. And I, I've seen some that focus on a, a problem with drops that he uh you know dropped sixteen percent of the balls that came his way last year. And and there's some sense that that he could be available in the in in the second round, there are, uh, you know, there are some, there are some good tackles that will also be available in the second round. You think about, you know, a guy like Michael Roos, for example, in the Titans history, who, uh, who, who they got early in the second round and, and had a long 
great career there replacing Brad Hopkins, who we, uh, who we mentioned earlier. Um, I, I think though, like I, I'm going to go back to, to 2014 and, and Ken Wisenhunt was not the Titans coach for long and he didn't do a lot well, but I remember when they drafted Taylor Lewan. Oh, by the way, at number 11 that year, Ken Wisenhunt said, you don't anticipate being up this high in the draft very often. You have to take one of these types of guys when you have the opportunity. So I I think that's exactly what they're going to do. If they stay at number 11, I think it's Skaronsky or or Paris Johnson. Hope one or both of those guys is there and 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 then make your pick and then and then see who the wide receivers fall into the second round this is this is the first year in the last several where there's not a huge buzz about the wide receivers and uh and and i i think there's there's an opportunity there that that to get somebody in the second round and of course you know aj brown of course was a second round pick that uh that was a pretty good one there so i i think you can uh, but but it has to be one of the first two at wide receiver given uh given the state of that position and given how Nothing has been added of note this off season. Um, I, I'm a big believer too in that you know the idea that you can never have enough cornerbacks and uh, and and you know John Robinson made a habit of taking those guys in in the early within the first two days. Christian Fulton was a second round pick in in 2020. Um, Caleb Farley first round pick in 2021. Roger McCrary. McCreary, excuse me, in uh, a second round pick last year. So it, uh, it, it certainly wouldn't be, it would, I, and I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think it would be a mistake to take another, another guy there. And then day three, I'm taking another wide receiver. I'm taking a, I'm taking a guard and, uh, and, and see what's left on the last pick, I guess. But uh, it, we should note too, you guys both referenced Kevin Byard and, and, whatever degree of uncertainty there is about him. And uh, Rand Carthen addressed the the situation a little bit with Jim Wyatt on the team's website. And, and a lot of folks breathed a sigh of relief when, uh, when Rand Carthen told Jim Wyatt, uh, you know, his Bayard's people have not asked for a release. Well, that's all well and good, but uh, that doesn't mean that the Titans won't release him or, or aren't considering releasing him. If they if they can't you know if if they really think they need to renegotiate that salary and and Bayard won't so I, I I do think I agree with you guys that this is still a situation that is that is not resolved and uh, and might not be resolved until sometime after the draft when uh, you know when the when the trades are made and the draft pool is set and how much money do you need to sign all these guys and and whatnot that that could come down to to that sort of that sort of issue too it, it it might be just a situation where right now everybody's saying well we don't have to do anything right now let's just all take a breath and we'll 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 think about it so we'll, uh, one, one. yeah john okay. no i was just gonna ask i i uh to me uh tight end is, is a pretty significant need i i you know i like chig and, and i know they got their their blocker guy in there but i don't uh, I don't think either of you guys mentioned tight end. Uh, you guys are, are, are pretty satisfied with the uh, with the combination at this point, or, or or how do you feel on tight end? I think you can find tight ends. I, I you know I think if you need a veteran tight end, you can you can add one pretty easily in free agency. And and uh, although this is uh, this is 
supposedly one of the better tight end groups that uh, that there has been in recent years. And and maybe you get you know maybe you get a little creative if if a third or fourth round pick. I mean, you look at what you got in Oconquo as a fourth round pick. You get another guy like him. Uh, only with a, I'll say a guy as talented as him, but maybe with a different sort of skill set, they, they complement each other. That that could get exciting, to be sure. Who's out there? I mean, they let Austin Hooper uh, walk in free agency. He's yeah. in Las Vegas now, so that's the key. And, and John, you kind of alluded to this: is that Austin Hooper gives you a different dimension. Uh, rather than Chig. Chig, you can line up all, you know, in the backfield, at fullback. We saw that. You can line him up in the slots. But you need that true tight end, like Austin last year, that can line up, you know, that two-receiver slot set, you know, and he can work one-on-one against the safeties much bigger. So who are you going to bring in to kind of where you've lost depth at that position, at the tight end position? It, it, like I say, I, it, it seems like there's tight ends out there every year it it, you know that's that's not a position that the teams are falling over themselves to to make additions in free agency I think when you get to the 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 post draft wave of signings that's uh you know you you can you can find somebody I mean Oconquo is going to be your guy in the past game like you're not you're not looking to replace Austin Hooper's receptions I think I think Oconquo is going to absorb the bulk of those in addition to to what he did last year and uh, uh yeah I I don't I don't think you're I don't think you're sweating that right right now I really don't Yeah but I I think if if you if you're a team that that's looking skimpy on wide receivers as the Titans are now you could also really benefit by adding one of these excellent tight ends in the in the group as well you know that that makes up some of the uh, potential loss at the wide receiver position and and it gives and it, it it gives Ryan Tannehill another option for getting the ball out of his hands quickly behind an offensive line that's going to be completely rebuilt could be something very important early in the year and uh we we will see how this all plays out we will see what the the next week brings and and come back next week to talk to you again for now for John Glennon for Denard Walker I am David Beauclair thank you all for listening to this episode of the Believe in Titans podcast Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.